Hello, 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 and salam, hello, salam to peace lovers, peacemakers, peace builders. Welcome to Peace Mindedly. As you see, I am not in my very sort of a juvenile, bubbly uh, behavior and mode because uh, the things that I'm going to talk about today is very important matter to me. It's personal to me, and and um, I think uh, I think it's the matter that we we should pay attention to. You know, I mean, if you are following these stories, if you are following news, you know that there's something important is happening in the um, in, in our life, especially for women's life, and that is the abortion. I'm very, very glad that uh, the abortion uh, phenomenon and whatever they are going to decide in the Supreme Court leaked out. And now we know that there are um, extra discussion about, it's going to be discussion about abortion and abortion uh, right and abortion law. And I am glad that we are taking step and we are talking about, about this matter. You know, here's the question. The question is, aren't we really, really, really tired, tired of regulating women, regulating women, regulating women's bodies, talking about women and just, you know, just in the business of women's body. Aren't we really, really tired of doing that? And the other matter is, at this moment, uh, the United States is trying to regulate to regulate uh, women's body. So what is the difference when the United States is trying to regulate women's body in this context uh, compared to when Iran government is regulating women's body in the hijab content? So And so why all of a sudden uh, we are all about if anything happens about hijab and women's rights, we are, oh, no, no, this is a, a backward Islamic countries against human rights and blah, blah. And when the same thing is happening in our country, oh, it's Okay, so we just need to put up with this because because our government uh, decided to do this and and we have to go, just move move ahead with the phenomena. Okay, so and and the other thing is that by doing that, um, if with the hijab phenomenon, um, Iranian states is shaming men and women. Uh, in a public space of taking stand about her job, aren't we doing the same thing of shaming men and women, women specifically, but also men? Because uh, I'm going to explain how really in a in a family dynamic or in a decision making dynamic, it's really going to influence women in, in the same level. And aren't we shaming American American women and American men, or with the same strategy? Personal story. This is an important and personal story happened to me when uh, when I was a kid. Um, revolution was happening, and um, it was about six seven years after the revolution. I think it, it was about six years that um, women were uh, forced. It was it was a very soft force at the time. I think it was nineteen um, nineteen eighty maybe eighty. 887 uh, it was a very soft force uh, for women of uh, uh, wearing hijab and having hijab and many women were not wearing because they were just um, um, very outspoken about the uh, government regulation uh, including my mom they didn't want to go back to her job and to just you know go back to uh, what the state was uh, trying to impose on them
so here here we go we, we are a family of uh, four people so we are a family of four uh, we are all dressed up um, ready to go to a very high class very upscale restaurant it's called Borge. Borge in Farsi mean, uh, means tower. So it was a upscale, very uh, interesting, very good, very good restaurant. And we were there to um, have, I don't know, food. They, they had um, um, seafood, they had steak, and they had uh, lots of very delicious, delicious food. So we entered the restaurant. And of course, my mom didn't have uh, her headscarf and um, still they welcomed us. They showed us to our place and they sat us um, just a few minutes later, probably uh, four or five minutes later. The waitress came over to our uh, to our table, not for taking the order. But he had this very interesting, uh, 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 beautiful, beautifully designed um, basket. And he came over with the basket full of um, silk, beautiful um, uh, rosary or headscarf and uh, scarf. And then um, started talking to my dad. He told my dad that Oster, I'm so sorry. This is uh, this is not in our um, hand. It is not. If if it was us, we would never do this. I truly apologize. But uh, according to the state um, regulations and according to the orders that we have received from the city, we cannot um, serve women with no headscarf. And um, it was interesting that how come he's talking to my dad and not to my mom. And then my dad said, um, I mean, I am here. I am going to spend a great deal of money. And then I, I brought my family here. And then now you're telling me of what to do and what to tell my wife. I want to talk with them with the with the owner. Of course, the owner was standing just uh, by the uh, cashier, and he was he was so uh, alert. He knew that these kind of things are happening, and he was alert. So he came over to our table, and my dad said, "What, what are you doing? This is not right. What what is this?" And started having a conversation. And the man said, "Yes, sir. I mean, I'm I'm truly, Mr. Jamshid. I am truly, truly apologize. This is uh, the city law." And and we have received strict order of not serving women with no headscarf. Please mind that my dad is, um, I, I wouldn't say re religious, maybe, so to speak, because he prays five times a day. And then, and then, I mean, he's a very modern, contemporary kind of Muslim. But nevertheless, he didn't like anyone tell him what to do with his wife, let alone the wife himself, my mom him, uh, herself. Um, so the conversation just went for a few minutes and my, my mom was kept saying, oh, don't worry, don't worry. I mean, that's okay. I understand this and I can just put on her job. And he turned to my mom and uh, explained that, ma'am, I'm truly sorry. This is really out of our hands, so forth and so on. I just don't go into the length. Anyway, what happened was 
my mom knew that this and, and the other thing is that my my dad was really ready to leave the restaurant and go to a different place but the matter of the fact um we knew that anywhere we go this was going to be the story because Borge was one of the upscale very at the time they call they call it tawuti or westernized kind of, i mean very high scale and if they were doing this against their customers anyone else would do the same probably they were the last restaurant of um of um following the rules uh, of this kind of rule anyway we my my mom said that's okay she knew that these kind of things were happening and we were just faced with the same uh, issue in other places uh, she um, took her scarf from her um, handbag and put on and basically after that the waitress came over and take our orders we ate food but when we left my dad was very very upset he was very very upset and um, that was it so that was it um after that uh, things uh, went into the spiral in a way that we knew that this is coming we knew that the uh, state is regulating women and they were regulating women's body they re- they were regulating basically everything about women so he- here's what happened right, right after that and every time that you wanted to go to any a public or government building, there were always two entrances. There were one entrance for men, one entrance for women. And then, and then women had to go to this entrance. To, it was a particular room. They would, they would go to that room first, and then they would go to the building. And if they had any makeup, they had to wipe the wake up. They had to, um, I mean, um, bring the scarf closer. And, and then it was just all kinds of steps that they needed to take um, before before um, going inside the building. And I remember that when I was uh, a bit young, I mean, older and could understand, I was always trying to sneak out or to just, you know, all the makeup and sneak. Or sometimes, you know, it was just our way of opposing uh, the regulations enforced uh, on us by the government. Um, I would just quickly with my friends sometimes at the universities, we would go to the bathroom and put the makeup back and coming to the building and, you know, just walking. But again, at the same time, if any of those women, we call them Fatma Commando, it was like women, uh, it, it, it's a uh, derogatory term that we gave them because we really hated them. And that if, if any of them would see us, uh, they would again bring us to the to the uh, um, that room particular room and do the procedure and then if this w- would happen open uh, over and over or if that person was very religious we could have had a different faith sometimes they sent some of the women to anyway i just don't want to go into detail but uh, could could go really really nasty um so here's here's uh, my plea uh, my plea is uh, the Iranian government was regulating women in, in this manner. Aren't we doing the same thing with our women in the United States? Before Iran revolution, women could don't wear hijab, wear hijab, or they could just do whatever after the revolution. They had to put back the hijab. Aren't we doing the same? Before um, uh, this uh, talk of the abortion right and abortion law, 
women can, could, I mean, they still, the, many of them, I mean, can still, are still enjoying uh, this, this right. But what if the same law passes? So what's going to happen is that many of the women are not going to enjoy the same right. And then, and then they have to put up with uh, lots of um, difficulties to make decision and the state, the United States, the state is regulating women's body. What is the difference between here? I, I just don't see the difference. We say that that is Iran, this is the United States. I mean, aren't we supposed to be, supposed to act better, supposed to be better in this kind of circumstances? Uh, another personal story that I, um, and here's the other thing. The other thing is I wanted to share uh, this with you, that when women are thinking or deciding about this matter, they are already under lots of pressure. Lots of pressure, mental pressure, body pressure, lots of pressure. And shaming women of taking or making this decision it's like Iranian government shaming women. I'm not shaming. It's a different story for them, but shaming women of making any decision. And not only women back in Iran, they shamed men too. It's like um, they, they would, they, this um, morality police or police industries would come to uh, men, sometimes to my dad. I mean, who, what kind of man are you? Cannot control your women. They, they appear so forth and so on. I mean, just imagine the kind of discussion a woman may may have had uh, with her partner or husband or whatever if um, they are they are doing they are proceeding according to the abortion um, uh, for the abortion. First, she is under tremendous mental stress, body stress, and if the man shaming the woman, oh my God! And who is creating all of this? The state. I remember one time, um, one of my aunts, um, she wanted to do the abortion. And then, uh, of course, she's, um, she was um, wealthy from a wealthy family, educated, and she was able to find a clinic, a physician to um, do the procedure, do the abortion. And before then, of course, no, she never talked about that. We never knew until very, very few, few years later. And um, she was, uh, we, we didn't know. But at the time, I was just thinking about, okay, so after, after I knew, I was thinking, okay, so what happened? Why did she decide to do the abortion? And why in such a secret, hidden uh, manner? And why she's just putting so much pressure on herself of keeping this, uh, this secret? Um, everything came and, and why she's doing that. I mean, it was, I was just always um, curious to know what happened, why she, she did that. I got my answer many years later uh, when, uh, again, a very important personal story um, when I was in um, a shrine in uh, north of Tehran. It's um, every time I tell this story, I, I'm 
my heart pumps, <laughs> uh, heart palpitation. I I feel really upset, and I when I reimagine this scene, I always cry. So uh, I am putting too much effort of not crying here, but um, it was it was important. It was an important scene for me. Um, at the time, I was working in 1999. I was working for Zan newspaper. Zan in Farsi means woman, and um, basically we were a newspaper, daily paper, metropolitan with high circulation in Tehran, writing for women, about women, by women. More than 60 to 63% of uh, our um, editorial and newsroom uh, were women. And basically the newsroom was in and out of many foreign correspondents. I remember I met uh, Robert Fisk for the first time in Zan newspaper. We had many um, I mean, from uh, Reuters, from Associated Press, from CNN, from MSNBC, just name with so many news networks in our newsroom because something phenomenal was happening. And that was um, a news, a daily paper for women in an Islamic nation and uh, about women. And it was all about women empowerment. One thing was happening that was uh, regulatory in, in Iran, and that was um, uh, women were get paid less. I was very upset about the circumstances because oftentimes my story went front page or I was working really hard and I was working very, very hard. And then uh, yet at the same time, uh, my salary and wage was two thirds of a male counterpart. And I was very upset. I talked with the uh, Minister of Labor. I talked with many places and they said that this is regulation. And it was just so upset, so upset. One time I remember that um, I, I, I felt that I just cannot take this anymore, although I was working on a few very important stories, including um, how law really treats women uh, at court, uh, Islamic court in Iran. But I was very upset and I thought that, OK, so if I can't stand up for my own right, I mean, how am I going to defend any 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 women? Anyway, I was just very upset. I decided that I, this is it. I'm quitting. I'm not going to go back to work. And that is, that's it. I left the newsroom. Uh, it was Wednesday. I exactly remember around 1 p.m. So I get myself into this. It's a beautiful shrine. Um, every time I am in this shrine, um, it's like a temple. It's not a mosque. It's a shrine. Uh, Imam Zadeh Saleh. It's um, Saleh. It's one of those little prophets and holy people and spiritual people. And every time I was in this shrine, I felt tranquility. I felt uh, at ease. Um, everything was really fluid and very, very spiritual. So when you enter the shrine, um, you give your shoes and you get token. So basically a number to locate your shoes. And then at the same time, at the entrance, you get chador. It's a very large uh, cloth that you put on your head and on uh, cover your body. Anyway, 
But uh, yet, yet at the same time, they do all of this, but men and women are separate. I don't know why they're putting too much effort. Anyway, so I just get the, I got my token, I got my chador, and it was a very um, flowery, white, nice um, uh, flower print chador. I put on and I went to a, a place to do my prayers, sit there and just contemplate and think, and I was so agitated hoping that I, I can release some of this anger, <laughs> anger emotions. I was sitting there and uh, I mean, just eventually getting uh, loosened up and uh, just thinking and taking a few deep breaths. Uh, I was reading a, a prayer when I heard a voice. Um, at the time, the first thing came in my mind was Rumi's line, uh, it felt like uh, the, <laughs> the, the sky and, uh, and um, the, the galaxy was shaking. The sound was very, very loud. And um, uh, I felt that the whole building, the shrine is shaking. Of course, I was shaking, and of course, I was my my inside was shaking. But I felt that I am just so dizzy; everything is shaking. I couldn't comprehend um, the um, the anguish until I just sat still for a few minutes, a few seconds, and I listened, and I realized that yes, it it, it is a woman. She is screaming uh, from a depth of uh, her heart uh, her belly and I mean even now my belly is really hurts when I remember that um, so just very um, emotionally uh, like like you want to scream but you can't you have to um, you, you can't but but still you're screaming uh, it's like a dog whose uh, uh, feet has stuck and screaming this kind so and then yet at the same time loud enough and the kind of loudness that um i could uh, was shaking my world i was so distressed i couldn't i couldn't get myself up so um i i crawled i crawled um, the shrine um, had a very beautiful stone. The stone was like mirror clear, very, very clear. And then as I was crawling to get taking myself to the actual shrine where the shrine was placed, because I was at the worship and pray area, uh, I could see my, my reflection on the stone. Anyway, so I crawled uh, and I take myself to that uh, particular particular place of the person who was um, screaming a woman and I heard this so every time I get emotional and I cry but anyway I heard that um, she was saying she was saying this she was saying the same words imprinted in my brain um, she was saying God how could you uh, do this to me um, he's an addict. Oh, by the way, I didn't say that uh, my aunt's um, husband was an addict and then she really didn't want to have a baby. Anyway, so as I said this, I remembered. Um, the woman was 
screaming, saying, my husband is addict, you gave me a girl. I know that uh, he is going to traffic the girl to get the money um, for uh, for his opium. Um, um, how could you do that? Uh, I am a law professor. I am a law professor in um, in Tehran University. And I was just, <laughs> uh, again, I mean, every time I get very emotional, I mean, I couldn't believe, my God, she's a law professor. She cannot get the custody of her kid. And then she has a daughter and the daughter is going to be trafficked. Uh, to exchange money, and the money is going to get to 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 buy opium. Um, I was very um, very emotional. I still am. Um, so what happened? It's a. Uh, if you don't see me, and I put it in gold tone cup. Um, I'm drinking, um, what is it, the tea, sweet tea, because I know that I was going to get emotional. Um, so what happened, I somehow, I felt that I can pick myself up. I picked myself up. I just, you know, I mean, holding on door, uh, I went toward the entrance. Uh, I take the shoot the token to the person's face. I got my they were they were they didn't understand why I was so angry. I get my shoes, I just um lump the chador and shoot it in their face and I, I left. I left, uh, I left, I came back to the newsroom and um, I was working with a few of the female representatives. We were working on a, uh, on a child custody law uh, in, in the majlis in the parliament. Mm. So anyway, um, making a very long story short, uh, I mean, that, that, that scream <laughs> was the very right time uh, because... Um, really um, made me so determined to work on this uh, law. So anyway, it was a divorce law and it was a child custody law. Uh, we were able to get it passed. And then after that, uh, women, uh, the women's, uh, women's situation in this penal code improved uh, 82, 85%. It was a landscape, landscape victory. Uh, for women in Iran. Um, and then the reason I'm saying that when I was leaving the shrine, I couldn't stop thinking about my aunt. I was thinking that's the reason she did the abortion because of this. I understand it's God. I understand that we need to uh, learn lessons. I understand that it's life lesson. I understand that. And uh, I do, uh, but sometimes we are better off to just stop a pain. Sometimes we are better off because of our situation. So women in Iran did secretly and hidden. Should American women do the same? 
secretly and hidden aren't we better off i mean aren't we better than iran afghanistan saudi arabia i mean we are superpower superpower super uh, we have super women we we are super in everything even everything everything we, we want more we we are super size we are super power we are super everything we are super super uh, we, 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 uh, we we claim to police the world aren't we supposed to do better why the state why uh, the united states of america is trying to regulate women's body and if we do that what is our difference against iranian government that's my point thank you so much for watching and um, and god bless you thank you so much for the office